It's September 16th, 2023, and welcome to episode 84 of the Big Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server now and again to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Big Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I'm joined by Kevin. Occasionally. And Maggie. On the every blue moon, potentially. Yes. We had a blue moon, actually, just, yeah, just recently. Actually that, now that you Should bring that up. Yeah, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was a, a super blue moon. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw it. It was actually it was a quite quite a large moon. It didn't look really blue, mainly because I think we had a lot of like hazy cloud coverage where I was at. But it was really nice and was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was brighter. And mm-hmm. I, I I can't decide if it was if it seemed bigger, but it definitely seemed brighter. That too, yeah. All right. So since the last time we recorded, uh, I think all of us have been to some form of show. Uh, so there was the Metalverse unboxing that Kevin went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Baby Clock tour began. Um, mm-hmm. And so the other two of us, uh, Maggie and I, have, have been to uh, one or more of those shows. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So I, th- I think we will basically talk about that. And I actually got to meet you, finally. Yeah. In person, <laughs> our fearless leader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's wild that it's been this long. Well, mm-hmm. and you haven't so, met. S- well, small story. Technically, we were at a show together. Uh, we went to mm-hmm. Charlotte in 2018, but and I I know for a fact that I have his signature in my Legend S book, but <laughs> he did not know who I was, nor did I know who he was at that point. I was just a crazy lady in a costume, and he was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That was the uh, that was the first show I went to, and it was it uh, uh, it seemed a little it seemed a little crazy to have hopped on a plane, you know, to go to a concert. <laughs> Never, but yeah. yeah. But so technically, we have met before, but not in a. Yeah. Oh, hey, I actually know you since <laughs> until the right. other week. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was fun though. I have mm-hmm. fond memories of that of that show. It was. Oh, uh, I do too. It was a good show. Uh, I've forgotten his name, but you know, someone was going around, hand, you know, dressed as Maurice and say handing out cookies. Oh, uh, <laughs> Cookie Metal. Yeah, he's a really yeah. nice guy. Mm-hmm. He he still does that too. He mm-hmm. he and he's um. From what I understand, he's also planning on going on some of the UK tour and also bringing cookies over there too. So yeah, Excellent. he's a good, he's a good guy. He's really nice. Mm, cookies. Mm-hmm. And his cookies are homemade and really good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think uh, if you if you follow him on uh, that social network, uh, you can see like photos of of the the cookies in uh, it being prepared and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. or at least it's, sometimes he's he well does known. that. Yeah, yeah, he's well known for them. <laughs> but okay, that was well, that was 2018. Let's move. Yeah. Let's fast forward a little bit to closer. <laughs> yeah, things are happening. Yeah, exactly. There's tours happening, lots of interviews coming out that have been translated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm sure we'll get to eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They're actually yeah. very well worth reading. Yeah, absolutely. We will cover them eventually, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but hey, you guys have been to some shows. Yeah. 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 So do you want to talk about uh, Baby Clock first and Metal Verse second, or, or how do you want to do this? I think people want to hear the good stuff first, so let's start with Baby Clock. <laughs> the oh, the okay. less confusing part. <laughs> the less confusing part. <laughs> yeah. 
We are the baby metal podcast after all. True. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the uh, the baby clock tour began. Um, it was started August thirtieth in Houston. Went to Dallas, Orlando, Atlanta, Nashville, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Wallingford, which is the one that we were at. Mm-hmm. They skipped September tenth, which was uh, uh, the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Maybe we can talk about that. Oh, and uh, then they uh, were in Philadelphia and Boston, and I think just last night in New York City. So yeah, that's how far we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half halfway through, I think, at this point now. So. Mm. Yeah. Mm, are we? Something. Yeah. Maybe not quite. No, not but, quite. Well, I their think. last show is is October twelfth, so almost halfway. Maybe, yeah, maybe halfway on the calendar, but uh, yeah, halfway on the on the. I don't calendar. think they're. I don't think they're quite halfway on the number of shows yet. Yeah. Fair. Fair assessment. It's a lot. They're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. In one of those interviews, they were speaking of this as basically like a run of a hundred shows not not baby clock tour specifically right. but the whole the whole thing mm, and yeah. uh that's pretty amazing yeah this is the most i, I think they've done yeah. <laughs> i can't, can't imagine i'm tired thinking about it i'm tired thinking yeah. about just a little like long weekend i'm taking to do this tour in a month right. which is still a month away which is crazy yeah <laughs> so which ones are you, you what are you doing you're doing uh aftershock in la i'm skipping aftershock because that's just not a fun yeah. festival um, and it's logistically difficult. So I'm doing a uh, Vegas Phoenix mm-hmm. and then the double header in LA. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It's, that's very easy travel. Yeah. Might run into a few friends there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Especially the LA shows. Speaking of friends, did you guys, uh, I know you guys got stickers. Did you have, give a chance to get out any stickers? I gave out some. <laughs> I, um, every person I gave it to, I sort of felt like compelled to apologize that I was giving them an ad. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> every, you know the sad part about this, Paula. So I got, I finally got the set of stickers from you, and now, and mm-hmm. now it's like every time I talk about, hey, we we're doing a podcast. Like yesterday, I was going out and buying shoes, and it just so happened uh, this kid was standing there talking to his dad about, oh, hey, we should start a podcast. And he's like, well, what kind of podcast do you listen to? He's like, this kind of podcast, that kind of podcast. And I just happened to turn around. I was like, do you listen to music podcasts? He's like, oh, yeah. So do you know anything about it? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm part of this podcast. It's called Baby Metal Podcast. And I had no stickers with me. And I felt uh, so bad about it. I'm just like, oh, that would have been a good time. <laughs> well, that would have been a very funny Now thing. I know that I need to actually like have them in my purse, always in my backpack, on always on my person yes you never know because <laughs> i've done it a few times too i also we had a local um fan convention at the end of august and i was talking of hyping it up there too and i was like i have nothing to show for it <laughs> <laughs> but i promise you i'm i'm really on it <laughs> <laughs> i do have them now so they'll get passed yep. out eventually <laughs> yep so i guess before i hear you guys thoughts on the shows I'd mm-hmm. like to I'd like to know more about the logistics about how this double headliner thing works. I we think we've made a lot of assumptions and it might be good just to to clarify the double headline logistics now that you've experienced it. Okay, so um as I know we've talked about it before where there is a ton of different um VIPs and of course there's the general admission seats GA what have you. 
so for the show that Paul and I went to, um, I, I, they were relatively organized. So that was that was really nice. Um, really, really great venue, great staff. They were all really, really nice mm-hmm. on top of things. So from what I understand is that anyone with a death clock um, meet and greet and the um, sound check have to be there extremely early. Early being, I think, for this show that we went to, it was like two o'clock. Um, yeah. So they have to get lined up. They have to check into your VIP thing, and then they go off and do their stuff. Um, then they go inside. They, you know, do their uh, sound check. And I, I don't remember them coming back out. Did they come back out? Yeah, Sorry. they did. They had to. They, they had to take out? because the yeah. So the uh, um, yeah, it is really kind of complicated because there are all these these levels. But mm-hmm. uh, the the first entry, big metal first entry VIP, is actually the first group that goes in. Period. So anyone that went in earlier oh, has to okay. come back out. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because I didn't see them actually come back out. So okay, I assumed they were already in there at that point. But so then, yeah, so they have they separate out the first entry, and then they separate out uh, baby metal premiere entry, which is second VIP two, mm-hmm. and then they have mm-hmm. the general admission after that. Um, so they had us lined up in three lines, um, and yeah. Um, we were allowed to be in first in the building. Excellent. Yeah, so that was nice. But after that fact, I think will depend upon the venue that you go to because the way that we were kind of hustled around was then after that we went inside the building, which was this beautiful round ton- um, rotundra. I think that's what's that's the terminology mm-hmm. for it, the circular building. And there was drinks and merch and all this other stuff. But you had to go into a separate line to get a band to go down into the GA area. So if they saw that you had the first entry in the GA, then you go in the line, that sort of thing. Um, So we had to go do that. And then you were free to do whatever, but you had to be lined up by the door by 6 o'clock or so to get down to the GA. So Hmm. um, although they did separate us out later to be first entry GA after that. Um, so then first entry got to go in down to the, down to the front and then regular uh, VIP two and mm-hmm. GA got to go down after that. Um, so yeah, so they do, or at least our venue at least kept in mind that there was these different VIP, but also bear in mind that that venue was also run by live nation. So it's like, what venue isn't run by live nation in the U S <laughs> there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's actually a lot of them. That's yeah. not, <laughs> but but this um, this tour is uh it, it is a live nation tour. It so is a live nation tour. Are, you know, it is yeah. a live nation tour, but this specific venue was actually like bought and run by Live Nation. Um mm-hmm. so so yeah, so they they do let the baby metal VI uh, first entry in first, then baby metal VIP second, and then I'm not I'm not really sure where they placed the death clock people then i don't know if they put in because i don't know i think that they i think they i think they were mixed in with vip too i think that was all one group yeah because um we had um i know there was a vip uh, meet and greet person that was standing beside me at during the show and she had she and i believe her partner had barrier so yeah maybe this is a question for you paul since you went to two um Mm-hmm. In the past, Live Nation, and this has been the experience recently with Bandmate, is they're sending somebody along with the tour or even a little team of two or three that follow the whole tour mm-hmm. to manage the VIP systems at all the venues. Um, did you happen to notice if they had 
Yeah. The same little crew. Yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, there was so there was uh, one person I think um, I'm not sure that it was a crew but uh, but there there is a person who works for Live Nation and follows the tour around mm. and kind of organizes everything Outstanding. and clearly knew quite a bit more than the um, than he staff yeah so um, and they deferred to her I mean I think that made this work a whole lot better than yeah. uh, other things in the past because these are these are very complicated tiers I mean like you mm-hmm. know there's there are what like four different kind of VIP before you even get to the, uh, the thing like, you know, venues, fast lane pass and, you know, GA. Yeah. She was, she was quite organized. She was nice. I talked to her a little bit both times. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, she just goes, goes around and makes sure that uh, the venue knows what's expected. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great to hear. So I hope they continue doing that. That's definitely one of the, the best things live nation has done in, the last few years is adding the tour rep for all the VIP stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's still room for the venue to mess it up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but but uh, I'm much less yeah. stressed about it now than I was yeah. prior to the rep, I suppose. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I guess one of the things you were wondering about was, or at least you were, you were posing the question about was kind of how this works as a, as a co-headline. Yeah. Um, both of the shows I went to, it was Jason Richardson opened and then, you know, in all of these shows and then, uh, death clock went first and then baby metal went mm. second. But at some shows that I didn't go to and other ones that will happen in the future, uh, the order is reversed. So baby metal would go first and death clock would go last. So, uh, that's the way in which it's kind of shared is that, uh, they sort of trade off who closes it and both, both groups have uh, basically one hour set. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it doesn't matter who's, who's, you know, second or third. Uh, it's the same, the same length. So were we able to confirm that the group photo on the digital ticket matches who's closing? Well, I believe it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say though, the one that I had was confirmed because baby metal was on the ticket and then baby metal was last. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can look at your ticket and if, if, the photo shows death clock then baby metal is probably second and uh second like uh, of three ah, <laughs> and sure. if the photo shows baby metal then they're they're last uh third yeah got it that makes sense so at the the wallingford show show was the one that uh, maggie and i both went to and that is it's kind of in the area of yale university hmm. so um i think that was the idea of why they picked it but oh, it was it's a actually okay. pretty little venue yeah i um, mean it was but it was kind of off 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 to like the side of town a little bit um mm-hmm. but it was it was a cute little area it was very very nice Mm-hmm. But it was it was out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, like the only <laughs> thing that was sort of close was a gas station. <laughs> it was a gas station. It had one bathroom, uh, which which like stopped working after a couple oh, hours. No. You know, or something it was, and it was like yeah. But um, and I think this venue was not prepared for the the kind of you know fan group that this is. Sure. So. I mean, they uh, they have a parking lot. Uh, the the VIP check in um, for let's see, so yeah, Death Clock uh, meet and greet and sound check I think was at two p.m. and the the uh, first entry check in was four I think, and you know ahead of time people called and said all right well so like 
how do we park there? And they said, well, the parking lot opens at three. Hmm. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and and um, uh, eventually it was sort of you know, they backed it up. I think I think they backed it up to like one or something like that because because of course the some of the check ins were were at two. But uh, you know, and we were thinking, well, of course, but we're going to be there at like you know seven in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think I, I forget. I got there at eh, eight maybe. Uh, and there were, there were three of us. Uh, I was, I was the third to arrive and the, the other two had come ahead of time. One of them is uh, Sane here in the chat. Mm. And, um, uh, so, so Sane was V1, you know, Outstanding. Uh, and got stuck with the marker. <laughs> Outstanding. What time did, what time did, if you're here saying, what time did you arrive to get one? They were there when I got there, uh, Sane and Dart, but. Typing. Uh, so Typing. Dart Haves was also there, uh. At eight. Wow, that's so late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I got kind of a late start, uh, and then I think I got a little lost. But anyway, um, but yeah, there was there was nobody there, so you know we we parked and walked up to the venue and stood there for a little bit in the front, and then someone came out and said, uh, "We don't usually let people on the property." Uh, in advance but uh, as long as you just stay out here in front and don't try to walk around the back um that's fine yeah. if we catch you walking around the back you're out <laughs> um, <laughs> well that makes sense so, that makes fair. Yeah. yeah that's fair yeah i'm still not over eight o'clock why why is that that's that's so late yeah uh, i mean compared to to other shows and people that i've heard about stopping i guess so <laughs> yeah i mean for the for the bandmate show that we uh, that was in was it DC last year? I think people there were like at there like six thirty, five thirty, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I know I got there at like seven. So <laughs> yeah, that's oh, wow. Okay, so maybe yeah, this is this is good to know. Maybe maybe next time they swing through, I'm gonna pick the smaller ones on the East Coast just to sleep in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, because like, I, I know I know I'm gonna have to get to LA at like four a.m. <laughs> Minimum. And I probably won't be first. I, I think this was an unusual one because it is, you know, it's kind of out in the boonies. It was a little, little place, you know. Um, so I'm sure that in the bigger cities like, you know, New York and Boston and stuff, you had to be there yeah, much earlier. I'm sure. But um, one thing that was really cool about this particular venue, at least from my perspective, I mean, maybe not from everyone's, but uh, is that the the pit area was actually pretty... Uh, small i mean it was shallow mm. so um it one you know the the goal of course at that show was to be on the barrier and uh the hope would be that you wouldn't be completely smushed right and mm-hmm. what was cool about this this uh narrow pit is just that there's like there's no way you can get that much pressure behind you mm. because it's just not it's not deep enough so so that yeah. it, it actually was a fairly pleasant barrier experience for that because mm-hmm. you know I mean there was a little pushing nice. but it really wasn't much. Yeah, it wasn't super intense. Plus the plus it wasn't um, plus it wasn't sold out. The GA wasn't sold out, so it wasn't as full mm. as it could have been. So that that kind of made it nicer, and people were able to spread out a little bit more. So that that was also helpful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was I was really quite pleased with that uh, you know that experience. Um, you know, you still once you get there, you, you, there's a lot of standing. There's a lot <laughs> you know? of standing. A lot of standing. <laughs> yeah, and they did at at a certain point. They did uh, 
like send people around uh, along the front handing water back. You know, so. Oh yeah, they did that a few uh, times. It was really nice, like in yes. between each of the sets, I think. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah, I didn't feel like I needed it. Uh, it didn't even even feel all that hot. But uh, nevertheless, it was it was cool that they did that and uh, always take it. They repeated. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah, they were they were the all like I said, the staff was really nice. Only a couple of crowd surfers. Oh really? Oh, I didn't see it from my side. <laughs> Of the crowd surfers, yeah, I had a I yeah. had two come over me. But <laughs> oh boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so let's hear about the let's hear about the the actual show now. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. where to begin, eh? Yeah. Well, I know Paul was more center. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I I was a little left of center. Um, Maybe, I don't know, two or three people left mm-hmm. of center. So, like, when they're in a sort of compact formation in the middle of the stage, I was sort of level with the left, most of them. Uh, so, it was, that was a good spot, you know, to, to see what was going on. They have, of course, they always have these like, big light cannons <laughs> on the yep. edge of the stage, which block a fair amount of the view in a particular range of angles. But uh, uh, it, was, it was still a pretty good spot. So, do we want to talk about the openers i don't see why not we get i mean the, i personally think that they're it. worth it for sure yeah um i know as well as far as like the audio in the building in and of itself because paul and i were on the barrier um i, I so from some people it, it sounds like just like sound issues were being had like because it was overhead of the front but i honestly think that there was a lot of actual audio issues with the venue in and of itself um i mean like even was a lot of the cu- back it would have sounded the, bad there was a lot of cutting there was a lot of cutting in and out that i noticed happening um especially with hmm. uh jason and sue um during their performances and stuff i i just couldn't hear death clock at all singing but he sings at a lower pitch anyway um so there, yeah. there was some audio issues but <laughs> Yeah, there's a, I mean, just acoustically, there's an issue. There's, you know, if, when you're thinking about these venues, um, when you're actually on the stage, uh, things aren't really very loud. Um, you know, so they, they can hear. They, they're sometimes there are monitors that they can hear, but most of the time they're listening through their their ears, their earpieces, right? And so there's not there's not actually a lot of sound on the stage. All the speakers are pointed away out mm-hmm. into the audience. Um, Except the drums, right? <laughs> you know, because the, the drums, you know, they they're just making noise. So, like, if you were standing on the stage listening, what you would hear is drums. Um, and when you're on the barrier, a lot of times, basically, the speakers are pointed out over your head. So, mm-hmm. like, what you hear on the barrier is not that dissimilar to what you would hear on the stage. Uh, so, so th- that was that was definitely a, a strange aspect of this. Um, when so jason richardson is a you know guitar virtuoso and you know does very fancy things with his fingers on the guitar uh but like what i could see like i saw he was wiggling his fingers pretty fast you know but i couldn't hear a thing he was doing yeah it was kind of unfortunate but yeah when you could hear him he was very very good very good yeah yeah and i mean so i have the benefit of of having heard him twice from two different positions in the in you know, two different venues, but I was in the, it was, I was further back in Boston. And, uh, even there, I, I think they just didn't 
whoever's mixing him has made a poor decision, I think, uh, because he played with a, a backing track. So he's mm. like, he was playing with pre-recorded drums. Um, uh, he, he records a lot with Luke Holland on drums. And so like, mm. it's, it's a lot of just basically his, his studio back backing. And then he played his part over top, mm-hmm. but, but he was mixed way too low. So like he couldn't, even when it was appropriately, you know, even when the, all the speakers were pointed at me, I still couldn't quite hear him very well. Mm. That's too so, bad. That yeah. was unfortunate. It was, but, but he is very good. Very good. He's also a very nice person. Uh, after after his performance, which it did start, I think, about 15, 20 minutes late. So because the show was supposed to start at 630. And I don't think he got on stage till about 645, 650, mm. something like that. Um, so it did start a little late, which is fine. No big deal. But um, so after his performance was done, um, I, you know, I social media saying, hey, you know, at Jason, you did, it. You did a Twitter. I did a Twitter, and te- <laughs> you know, messaged him. Thank you for your performance. You know, it was really awesome. And he actually responded. He was just he did the little like thank you praying hands thing. Um, yeah. So he responded back. So it was, it was really nice. So awesome. yeah, he's he seemed like a really good dude on stage too. He's like, oh, you know, he's here for Baby Metal. He's here for Death Clock. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he's like, <laughs> no, he just seemed very chill. Very very nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he was pretty. Uh, he was. He, he seemed pretty friendly. He's pretty humble about it. You know, it, there, mm-hmm. there's a. Uh, yeah. When like he played, he has a couple of albums. One called Two, and one called One. Um, they, you know, One came out first, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and so he played a couple of songs from Two, and then he uh, he switched to One, and he said, you know, he he said, all right, well, you know, I'm going to play this song. Uh, it's it's like ridiculously difficult <laughs> like the other ones were fast but this is ridiculous like, uh, but i'm gonna yeah. try it anyway so uh here we go <laughs> and and then yeah he's and like, it is you know, yeah he's, he's not wrong that's no. titan is what that one's called but mm-hmm. yeah he's just like i think i like pain some some senses of way he's like i don't know why i did this to myself but hey whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and he threw out his pick, uh, like like uh, there's there's a point in one of the, his songs where he was like, you know, he sort of he sort of finishes his rapid part, and then he sort of finger picks the rest of it. It's the song, song's not quite over at that point, but but like he broke in the middle of the song, threw his pick out in the audience, and then continued, which I thought was pretty. I don't know, it was, I, it was a nice effect. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I approve of him. Um, awesome. I do too. It's, yeah, it good. takes a little bit of getting used to to like it's. It's not super easy. It's not super danceable. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but but it, it, it's uh, it's impressive. It's a, it's a jive uh, for sure. Yeah. Just just you know, sit and vibe out to the to the music. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. I know I know. I always say, and I I would recommend it for sure if none of you have heard of them. But um, he very much sounds along the lines of like animals as leaders. So if you like animals as leaders, you'll definitely like Jason Richardson for sure. So. I would recommend checking him out. He's pretty cool. Awesome. I actually had come across him before, like before I knew uh, about this tour and all that stuff, because he did a collaboration, uh, sort of a, a pretty small collaboration with, um, what's his name? <laughs> Tim Henson from mm. Olivia. Yeah. He even mentioned yeah. that during the show too. He's like, oh yeah, Baby Metal knows these, knows these guys from Polyphia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, it was basically a uh, uh, Jason Richardson song that uh, Tim Henson came in and did like a, a little 
a little bit of and then um so in the the video is actually pretty funny because it's like uh the setup the setup is like a arcade like a video game like an arcade game sort of i don't know one of those music games where you're like hitting buttons to to make the mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. um and so you know on the screen is jason richardson actually playing and then at the console he's hitting the buttons to make it go nice. and then tim henson kind of walks up you know does a little bit and then you know pieces out <laughs> It's it's a pretty funny video, but anyway, you know, like I I sort of had I knew that song from that video, and then you know, it turned out this was the guy, and I guess they know each other at least enough to make that that uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a death clock question. Yes, uh-huh. is it true they play completely in shadow, and you're just watching the screen yes. while they play? Relatively, yep. yeah. They they the lights are extremely dim. You can see they have probably a little bit of red lighting in the back. Just to kind of give a give an effect, but yes, they do not have any lights on them until the huh. extreme very very end of it. The whole entire point of their show is to watch the screen, watch the cartoon. Yep, watch the cartoon. Yeah, because they remember they are supposed to be Death Clock the right. cartoon. Right, they are the voices behind it, which actually was really neat because I, I I don't know like I'm familiar enough with with. Metalocalypse to be, you know, oh hey, here's these five different characters and stuff. But apparently Brendan Small, who's the who's the leader of the Kit and Caboodle, uh, also voices all five of those guys. And he did oh, really? during one of he during one of the breaks, he actually the lights were still down. And so he started talking to the to the crowd in all five of the different voices. It was quite hilarious, actually. I didn't realize that was <laughs> one guy. It was. It's all one guy. I didn't realize it either. But yeah, it's all Brendan Smalls doing all those voices. Interesting. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a little awkward because I, I know Saints talking in, in chat right now, and I totally agree. It, it was a little weird to not watch the band and try like to not semi pay attention to the screen, but like eventually you're like, eh, you probably should just continue to watch the screen, which. Um, yeah. Brutal is definitely in descriptors for <laughs> a lot of that. Oh my gosh. Like I'm, like I said, familiar with Metalocalypse. And I know it's kind of a little violent and brutal, but oh, I was not expecting that at the concert, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an, it's, well, I mean, it's, I guess that's an interesting, it's, com- it's comical kind of, but it is you know, comical. It's, a bit, it's just, yeah. yeah, I guess that's, that's something I've seen being talked about and I was wondering what your guys' thoughts are, you know, baby metal appeals to really all ages, all people. Right. And I, we've all seen five, six, seven year old kids at baby metal shows. Uh, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on death clock and metalocalypse and their presentation? It was definitely not kid friendly. Um, yeah. Although they did, they did kind of mention that during the voiceover thing that he was, he was doing, Brendan Smalls was doing. Um, they were throwing a lot of, mfers words around and he's mm. like wait a second you have to wait up because we've got baby metal fans of the crowd <laughs> mm. he's like yeah. we, we're and we're friends with baby metal so we don't want to make them upset <laughs> <laughs> it was actually kind of funny that's amazing yeah yeah i think it it's still but it is i mean i you know if it would be a little bit disappointing if you were uh if you were a parent you know mm-hmm. bringing your 10 year old or whatever uh 
I mean, I would, I guess I would kind of hope that they knew in advance what was happening, right. like either, either Bay Metal plays first and they leave or they, you know, go in late or something. Yeah. But, um, I, there was actually in Boston, there was a, I don't know how, I don't know ages, but I mean, it was, you know, something like a 10 year old, you know, little cosplay mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. <laughs> walking around, you know, so yeah. wearing the, the sort of like red and black. Yeah. There was a um, couple girls at the Wallingford show. I know, but I don't know what time they arrived. I just knew that they were there after the fact. And it was so adorable because they were leave. I saw them leaving and they had like the o- oversized baby metal shirts on. And it was just so cute <laughs> from the tour. Yeah. It was adorable, but yeah. So I, it's definitely death talk. Definitely is not appropriate for young kids. Of course, obviously, talk to your kids beforehand if you plan yeah. on bringing them to them to see them. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting that they decided to tour with them. I didn't expect. I mean, I guess they were matched musically, so that that part I understood. I was like, okay, this this makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I had to kind of wonder now, in hindsight, if they knew what Death Clock's like image was on stage, and then you know. I kind of wonder what their thoughts in hindsight would be. Yeah. I don't, but I, I honestly don't see Koba just going into something blindly. I really don't like, I feel like he would have done. Not by choice. Really? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, what I'm saying is I don't don't think he would go in blindly by choice. He would do his due diligence, but you know, they weren't expecting death clock to be as Asian appropriate as they are for some of their fans that they know, you know, if they didn't know going in, I wonder what they think about that now. Mm, I, I mean, at saying. least it's a cartoon, you know, <laughs> it's not, a, it, yeah. the imagery is all drawn at least. Sure. Yeah. But, it was still uh, somewhat disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting to be sure. But it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous and, and, you know, occasionally hilarious in it's, in it's ridiculousness. Right. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as I, I, um, I didn't really go in knowing songs except for one, the mermaid or song mm-hmm. is the only one I knew like off the top of my head, like almost word for word. Um, but they do have some bangers. Like they do have a couple of like really good songs that I was just like, Oh, this is, this is kind of sick. Mm-hmm. I, I like this. And so I, I just so happened to have a death clock fan standing beside me. I'm like, I took recordings. I'm like, okay, what song is this one? And, oh, and this was played right afterwards. What song is this one? So they told me what they were. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to go look them up. This is pretty neat. Oh, like I'll add it to my playlist. Nice. I haven't done it yet, but, um, but yeah, I mean, musically they're, they're very well, the good, they, they're well put together. Um, of course, like I like I said earlier, you couldn't really hear Brendan because he sings at such a low, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of sound. So you can't couldn't really hear him over everything else. Unfortunately, what his words were, albeit some of the some of the lyrics were up on the on the board, which was nice. Um, not for all of them, yeah. and um, and then yeah, they're just and from what I understand, they're they're just a bunch of just nice people. There's a uh, lady who was playing the uh, basically second guitar, second lead guitar, uh, aside from Brendan, and I cannot remember her name, and I feel bad for that. Um, but she was really good. She was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like I said, they, they just all seem like really, really nice people, and they're always tweeting out social media stuff. Uh, you know, like, hey, we're so happy to be with Baby Metal. You know, we're touring with these guys. You know, they're always hyping up. It just like I said, they just seem like a good group of people and totally worth watching if you're into that sort of thing. So, 
Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well put together, in my opinion. I think it's I think that's the drummer um, who uh, regularly puts a uh, uh, audience photo on after at the end of each mm-hmm. uh, show. So they'll they'll like take a selfie with the nice. audience, basically. Yeah. Um, that was pretty so. cool. Yeah, we were in that one. I know. At least I found I found me and my husband in in the our group photo. So awesome. that was pretty cool. I I feel like you might have been hidden away in that group photo. I didn't see you, Paul. I was trying to look for you. <laughs> I didn't see you. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the thing is that it's so, uh, I think I know where I am, but um, the the resolution is pretty bad. Uh, I mean, yeah, it <laughs> so, was, but um, also something but, cool that the drummer does is he does like drumming art, apparently. Like he plays the drums and like somehow it makes some kind of like picture. I don't know how he does it per se, but it's some of his art, his drumming art is actually quite cool too, so putting that out there i did not know that excellent <laughs> yeah very cool yeah so we've got we were 40 uh, minutes here and you haven't even talked about the baby metal stuff so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah baby metal <laughs> yeah. i did no recording i took no pictures i just nice. vied with it it was great to see them it was just so good to see them again it was fun and my mm-hmm. husband had fun too it was really exciting he asked him i was like so what did you think he's like ah this pretty good i like it nice <laughs> I'm like yay that's good so yeah um caved in eventually and wanted a shirt amazing <laughs> yes yes yep got a shirt so we're good on that i um we'll talk about the show first we'll talk about the show first um <laughs> sorry i'm trying not to get off on a tangent um so of course baby metal death you know they they played oh gosh Baby Metal Death, Gimme Chocolate, Distortion, albeit I think there might have been an audio issue with Distortion because they might have started it a little earlier than they should have because the girls weren't on weren't on stage at the point of when they did the dun 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 that part, so they held it out for a bit before the girls came back on and then they started performing it after that. That was the only what seemed to be the only issue other than the audio issue of the mic going in and out. Oh, you know, I I didn't actually notice whether they did that again. I should have paid attention uh, whether <laughs> oh, they did that Boston? again with the distortion. Yeah, uh, because uh, it does seem like that's the kind of thing that um, uh, because a lot of that is pre-recorded. I think that's actually before the band even comes in. So, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how easy it is to loop that on the on the fly. Like if they need to stretch it out, mm-hmm. maybe they, maybe it is. Maybe they can just say you know repeat that section a couple more times while we get. You know the hair straightened out or mm-hmm. whatever is happening backstage, right? Um, uh, there was Papaya though, and but in between we skipped over that. But maybe oh we'll- yeah, Papaya, Papaya was in there. Everyone had um, thanks to um, Mike. Yeah, right? Mike the Jake. Yeah, Mike the Jake. He passed out towels, which I also need to put out a, a public apology to him because I feel like <laughs> I might have yelled at him a little bit <laughs> earlier because um, there was a couple of the um, the staff who was running around for the venue and he stopped by uh, they stopped by and he's like i see you guys got some like towels or whatever can we have a couple of those and i was like hey mike <laughs> and he just kind of like looked at me i'm like these guys wants a couple of towels and he just like okay and yeah. so i i felt kind of bad about that because <laughs> i was like overly excited i was just like oh god these guys want baby little towels this is great for mike and so i just yeah i felt really bad about it because at hindsight but I'm 
I'm sure he was okay, but I still feel bad about it. Uh, but um, so yeah, there was a yeah. lot of people with towels. Awesome. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah. Just to think about the towels. Just um, so these these were the same towels. Um, no, this the same person who made the towels uh, back at the mm-hmm. forum show, mm-hmm. um, and he screen prints them all mm-hmm. like himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can see sometimes he'll he'll post like he had a photo of like his uh, like his basement or something. You know, it's just like all <laughs> towels hanging there. Um, but uh, and he was he was giving them all out to to people. You know, throughout the throughout the day as as leading up to it. And so it it what that means is that at the at the barrier um everybody during papaya had these yellow towels that are you know like you know that say papaya on them mm-hmm. so it was, that was pretty cool Excellent. yeah that was great <laughs> so now i have an official official mike the jake towel i'm pretty excited mm-hmm. i didn't get one in la when mm-hmm. i went i gave it to my friend who was with me and she didn't realize that i didn't have it. i was like look i got one she's like wait i thought you got one in la i was like no i didn't so i was like mm-hmm. i have one now now my husband has one too. It's just great. Amazing. <laughs> um, I think he was there. So, he was um, like V six. I think he was. He mm-hmm. was there for a lot of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he there for a good bit. But um, so yeah, Papaya happened. Uh, the switch out song. Um, they did uh, Mirror Mirror for mm-hmm. our show, which was cool. Um, and then of course they did Monochrome and um, Bird of Resistance. They did Headbanger. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. I can't remember. Uh, Megitsune. Yeah, they did Megitsune. And Matali. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Medley. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, it must be. It's only been a week. <laughs> but uh, hey, I was having fun. That's what matters. Yep. Um, during Megitsune, I, the, I don't know. I think they were trying to like get momo to start kind of leading up to doing these the 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 funny stuff and so you see like momo shaking her head just slightly at 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 moa and so like moa does these like hand claps above her like finger snaps above her head it is it was really cute and she just quickly runs away (laughs) and momo's momo's just like what in the world um yeah it was pretty funny that like there's this that we i think we all uh, just in case people are not aware of this, there's a like there's a section in Magitsune where like Sue's behind the mask, you can't see her face, and there's a like a running joke that everyone's trying to like essentially make her laugh, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, and so uh, Moa particularly, but you know Moa and whoever will usually just do something, uh, and I think it's a surprise to Sue mm-hmm. what what happens, you know, what they're gonna do. They don't think they reveal it ahead of time, but. Um, but there's always something, you know, there's, they say something or in this case, you know, Moa did this little like particular dance move, but, but, you know, very rapid and then took off. Uh, but you could see, uh, Momo metal was, uh, like leading up to that, she was cracking up already. Like, you know, she, <laughs> <laughs> she, she has, hasn't mastered the uh, straight face yet. Yeah, no. And the reason why I, I think that she's supposed to be trying to leave this whole gag now is because I think it was in. It was either in Boston or New York City last night. I can't remember which one, but you could see her like laughing and just is like, I, you could tell that she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so Moa did something real quick. And she's just like, I'm sorry. It was great. So I hope maybe, maybe someday we'll see Momo Metal do some kind of funny something, something sometime. But the thing is, is that I know that like Sue looks at Moa. So that's kind of where, where all that started some from. Some light hazing. Of, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, uh, overall concert great. Girls seemed to perform- be in high spirits. It was awesome. Um, I I uh, had a an unexpected interaction with Moa, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, now there's a part in Distortion where um, where the the clapping happens, then like in between. Yeah. Um, they actually split off to the sides of the stage, and uh, you know Sue's like, "How y'all doing?" Da da da. Uh, Mo comes over to my side, and because um, I was standing, what would be considered stage right, with my husband, obviously to my to my to my left, and um, so I'm obviously faced away from him towards the stage, looking at the stage. So Mo's <laughs> coming over, clapping her hands, you know, doing the ear thing, like, I can't hear you, and, you know, clapping her hands. She starts going back towards center, still clapping a little bit. Then she comes back, stops directly in front of me. No, no like, I'm not doing anything except for just clapping. Mm-hmm. And she looks directly at me. She grabs onto her her hair pieces and uh-huh. kind of, like, gives me this confused look, like, slightly tilting her head. It just looks directly at me because I had the same hair gems in my hair as as they do. I had they're they're big and shiny and stuff, and I had the mm-hmm. clipped. And so I looked at her like, and so I grabbed on the mine and I smiled at her like, yeah, we got the same. And she just tilts her head over to me and just smiles and just walks away. And I'm like, awesome. It was completely it was completely unprompted too. Uh-huh. So she just she interacted with me and that was great. And I'm just gritting like an idiot right now (laughs) and i i turned i turned my head to my husband he just is smiling at me because he sees what happened and i start Mm. crying like a baby (laughs) because yeah (laughs) and then um at the end of the show we had a a a younger crowd around us and there's a couple ladies who were standing behind us off to my right and the lady one lady was like oh man they put on a a really good show and she turns to me she's like and it was so cute with that one girl interacted with you i'm like oh my god i can't believe it happened thankfully someone did actually get a recording of it um over that they were standing kind of off to my my right they happened to catch a recording of it. Not the response she gave me afterwards, but you could see her grabbing her her hair pieces. So I have proof that it happened. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was cool. It was exciting. It was my it made my night. Yeah. <laughs> it still obviously makes my day too. So yeah. I was not in cosplay. I was not able to get my costume finished. I just I personal energy i do not have currently because holy crap trying to sew vinyl to like other fancy material is is not fun at all it's extremely difficult so i did not get the costume done so i dressed up like in black and had frillies and the hair pieces and my hair up and all this other stuff so um but yeah it that was that was that was my highlight of my night incredible (laughs) Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's cool that they do that. That yeah, I mean, they've got to know that they're just like making people's day. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Well, yeah. and yeah, it, it, I did get to do like half hearts with Momo, so I did. Mm-hmm. I did put the half heart up, and she did the other half with me. So that was cute. I had no picture of that, but that's that's fine. I it's okay. But yeah, she was doing that. She was doing like the the little thumb finger hearts. 
uh, to people and the big head hearts. And here I am mm-hmm. sitting, sitting behind a mic. Nobody could see me and I'm physically yep. doing these things. Yep, of course you are. But yeah, she was she was just in in it with the crowd. She was waving at everybody. Mo was waving at people. It was just yeah, they are very very in tune with the crowds this tour for <laughs> sure. Very interactive. A lot more like, hey, I see you. You know, waving you directly. Especially Mo noticing if someone has a camera, like she will ham it up for the camera. She did some kind of. I think they call it a, like a takoyaki cheeks or something. She did that to somebody <laughs> last night in New York City. Like she stood there, she saw the video, it just kind of like put her fingers up around her cheeks and did that thing, I guess, for like a second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're very very interactive this this tour. That's that's for sure. Incredible. <laughs> very happy. Yeah. And also sort of checking, you know, checking the balconies and stuff like that. It's not just the people right in the front row too. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I know there was one video where there was a young girl standing on the balcony and she was waving and you could see that Mo was waving directly at her. So that was that was really cute. And the girl was, of course, ecstatic. You know, this is a little yeah. young kid. So it was. Yeah, it's it's been really nice. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Incredible. yeah, this, the, this show was really good. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, of course, people have been following along. Uh posting fan cams and things like that and so there's mm-hmm. various little things that have happened at 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 shows uh even if they weren't at ours so one thing that's happened kind of recently a couple of times i think is that uh someone has had like in the case i'm thinking about is uh, someone had a little like plushie uh, some sort of like little stuffed animal and and moa actually like beckoned to the person to to like throw it to her um and you know, so she's ex- like accepted a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, the person threw it. The th- person threw it, and it fell short and like into the into the you know barrier space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mo like made this little pout, and the and the security person handed it to her. So. Amazing. Yeah. So she she did in fact get it. That's yeah, awesome. And uh, she also got a uh, bracelet. I think was another mm-hmm. was another fan gift that she got. That she put. I saw the video. She put it off on, onto the side of the stage uh, real yeah. quickly before starting up the dancing and stuff again so that was that's nice it's that's really awesome. cool yeah it's a I, one worries just a tiny bit that uh you know people might go overboard with this but uh, yeah but it is uh it's pretty cool uh there's also a little before that uh there was uh, you know it's it seems like a it seemed like this was somewhat traumatic for moa but uh uh she like in road of resistance there's a point pretty early on where where they sort of like plant their flag and she, uh, in the process of doing that, like clonked a security person on the head. <laughs> There's <laughs> a the great barrier. video of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, what <laughs> yeah. actually happened was, is that the flag portion of it, not necessarily the pole, but the flag itself uh-huh. scraped the guy on top of the head is what uh, happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was she a was further descent. Mortified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, it was cute, but also you really felt bad for her because you could tell that she was really, really upset about it. <laughs> yeah she's like she i mean she she apologized to him and then like later came back to him and said like look i you know apologized again yeah you know, he, all of this he couldn't hear it but i mean you, like you can um, see her mouth things to yeah. me said to yeah. the guy <laughs> she's just pouting it was just incredible so sad yeah yeah so very well handled at least even mm-hmm. if it oh yeah was mm-hmm. yeah not something she wanted to have happen. And actually, uh, the, and the next show after that, they were yeah. they did their that part, portion of the choreography very far back from the front of the stage. <laughs> yeah, 
There was uh, at the like I said earlier, they were at New York City um, Hammerstein Ballroom last night, and um, it was interaction with the uh, with the uh, security. Um, someone had a video, and I can't remember what portion. It, oh, it was Medley actually. Yeah, right. He was the um, sitting down were, part. Uh, Moa, uh, Momo was coming across and was capping, and, and you know you heard Sue sit down, and so they were motioning everybody sit down. So was the security guard. The security guard was like. Everybody get down! Everybody get down! <laughs> and and you could see Moa, Momo kind of like looking at him a little bit, and then uh, then he starts going off and giving like little crowd hearts to everybody, and she starts walking back and just kind of turns her head while she's walking back with this huge smile on her face, like what is this guy? Amazing! But it was kind of adorable though, because the guy was being very interactive and was like. Everybody get down, like get down. It was just, it was really cute. So props to the security guy at Hammerstein Ballroom. You're awesome. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I, the uh, A lot of the other, you know, sort of security people that I, I saw were just stoic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I, Actually, the, the ones in, in um, uh, Wallingford were, they seemed pretty, pretty nice, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they were really know? chill. Actually, the, yeah. the one of the, one of them, I somebody had been talking about the stage and I couldn't really hear the conversation. And I saw them lift up the little curtain in front of the stage because the stage just sits up a little high, not super high, but they were lift up a curtain doing whatever. And I was just like, well, wait a second. So I, I texted on my phone and showed it to the security guard. I was like, is this an orchestra pit? And so then we got to talking about the theater and stuff and how they like build it and, you know, adjust it hmm. to the needs of the thing. And he, we were just chit chatting for a good like 10, 15 minutes. It was, it, it was really fun. It was great. They were good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That stage at Wallingford was, was pretty low. It's, I don't think it's the lowest one of the ones that they've been oh, on no. so far, yeah. but it was, it was quite low. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe sort of like chest height on a security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah they um, put a leveler on the top of the stage to bring out. And it is uh, they have an orchestra pit for like big musicals and stuff when they need it. So mm-hmm. they take that front portion off so that way they could sit the orchestra down mm. into that area to perform for other other shows. This is cool. Theater yeah. geek here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The uh, maybe I could I could say just a couple of things about the the Boston one. Um, so I went to Wallingford and went you know to the barrier, uh, and then at Boston I decided that I well partly due to the sound <laughs> issue, um, I kind of wanted to have a, a seat you know somewhere where the, the speakers were pointing at me, um, so that I could actually get the mix that they were sort of intending. So I had a. I had a pretty decent seat in the in the first balcony up at the front, you know. So there really wasn't there wasn't much of uh, anyone in front of me. Uh, also, the thing is, that, like, it was a Thursday, so I was working and mm-hmm. and I couldn't really go in the morning, you know. So I, I had to kind of show up uh, late. I got there for VIP check in, but not much before that. And so the Wallingford experience was. Uh, I I just enjoyed myself a lot more at that one, you know, have, being able to spend the whole day and and all that um kind of showing up late like that in boston um kind of meant that i you know i I sort of didn't interact with anybody you know in the in the audience Mm -hmm. and then um so actually in boston there the pit was much larger and it was pretty active so i've you know i saw a lot of people sort of commenting on the 
you know, fan cams and things and, you know, being pretty impressed with it, just how, like how lively the, the whole sort of pit area was in, in Boston. Uh, but up in the seats, nobody was doing anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody was seated. Um, I did not stand up uh, because no one else around me was standing up. And if I stood up, I would force them to, you know, because mm-hmm. I was sort of in the front. Mm-hmm. That was the that was a little bit disappointing. I'm glad I could hear him. I'm glad I could see him from that. You know, I had the ability to kind of like get up and leave and come back and that kind of thing in a seat that I would not have had at the barrier. And I think actually the Boston barrier, uh, the Boston pit is so deep that I and I would have been more worried about being crushed there. But yeah, it, it was. A, I was still a little surprised about the lack of any sort of like movement mm. in the in the seated area. Everybody did get their phones out and do the monochrome thing, but. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, I'm glad I went to both. I think it was a kind of a good experience to have both the barrier and the good seat. Um, I think. Oh, actually, the other thing that was annoying about the Boston one is it's, um, it's for anybody who knows anything about uh, like baseball. Uh, Boston has this baseball stadium, Fenway Park, and uh, the there's a historic rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, uh, and the venue for this concert is attached to that baseball stadium. Oh, interesting. Uh, at, yeah. And there was a, you know, Red Sox Yankees game at the same time, <laughs> you know, sort of getting oh, in and getting snap. out at the same time. Oh, that <laughs> so. might make, that makes a little bit more sense as to the comment from death clock. Okay. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I knew that they said that there was a game going on, but I didn't realize what game it was. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there was, I, you know, the concert goers were kind of outnumbered by the people who were going to the baseball game um, in that in that whole same area, but um, it worked out all right. I mean, like uh, it was probably pretty difficult to get home for people who, like, I work very close to there, so I just parked at work. Nice. <laughs> so, so that that was not a problem. But I think trying to take the public transit out would have been a mm-hmm. mess. Probably, yeah, considering so. the popularity of that rivalry <laughs> yeah so anyway but yeah it was um it was pretty great uh the the seat takes a lot of pressure off if you're i mean if you're worried about yeah, that absolutely. in any future show having having a seat you, know, you can come whenever you want to um and you can get the merch you know mm-hmm. right at the beginning if you want um i had a pretty weird situation there which was um i i had I had too many tickets. Basically, I had a I had a VIP one ticket, but I didn't want to be in the pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went in and bought merch and like took a picture of the the floor and stuff like that, and then and then uh, you know left and went to my mm-hmm. seat. Uh, and they, you know I couldn't get to my seat for a while <laughs> because they hadn't <laughs> let those people in yet. <laughs> but uh, so that was also a kind of a weird experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. That's not uh, that's not the frugal <laughs> option. Yeah. Yes. The merch is cool. The poster's cool. It is. Yeah. The t-shirts were neat. Uh I did get a poster. Nice. Number mm-hmm. one nine nine six. Pretty awesome. Nice. Excited. Nice. Have it all framed up. I haven't put it up on the wall yet. But yeah. Merch is pretty cool. Worth getting. Awesome. Uh so do we want to pivot to Metalverse? Metalverse, yeah. <laughs> we can. Talk to us, I Kevin. Mean, it may not be this, you know, involved, but uh, we're curious what, what your experience was. Yeah, really. The experience was, well, I mean, it's fun. It's always fun going to concerts, right? As we've just described. Um, this was an interesting one. Um, this, I, you know, when they kind of debuted, 
you know, and I talked about it on the show after, uh, what was that? Makahari Summer Sonic? Oh, well, no, 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 even back oh, then. that, that debut. Yeah, yeah, back when we were like, what is this? And we, you know, figured out who they were and all that stuff. Then they appeared again uh, at P Arena MM. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, God, they're going to do this for real? Because they teased it at the end of that. It's like, they're going to they're gonna do something. This is an actual spinoff. I was like, I'm going to have to start saving so I can come back and go to this thing. Because uh-huh. um, how often do you get to kind of be in on the ground floor of a group and go to their first real concert? Right, exactly. You know? The, the baby metal equivalent, you know, being white t-shirt guy right? way, way back in the day, right? At their very first live. So I was like, shoot, I have to go do this. Um, plus, it's an opportunity to go, you know, see performers up close that I hadn't had a chance to previously go see up close before, thanks to the pandemic and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, just kind of on a whim. It's like, screw it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. I did win the lottery for the uh, second night and was able to tactically secure a uh, ticket for the first night so i did get to go to both nights um Mm -hmm. which was very nice because going all that way and only getting one night in is less than ideal i would still been very happy but um if i'm gonna go there i'm gonna do everything i can to get both nights (laughs) so that worked (laughs) out um this is my first time at o east that place is pretty tiny it's um oh really yeah it's in shibuya And there's like six concert venues all within like a square block. And there was other concerts going on all at the same time. So that street that all of this stuff is on was insane. It was just packed. Oh, man. It was packed. (laughs) It was packed full of people. Um, There was just like, there was like a huge idol show um, right across the street next to the one kombini that was near everything, which sold out of everything really quickly in the day. Um, So, yeah, it it was kind of cool just being among the the little venue area. Um, I didn't get a chance to get merch or anything on the first day because um, I uh, got my ticket about, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes before I walked in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I managed Christmas. to get the ticket. So um, I didn't get a chance to get merch or anything. I got that on the second day. Um, but yeah, first day. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really know what to expect going in. Of course, we had an idea because we saw them at Summer Sonic. Uh, we knew they had original content. Um, so I thought that was a safe bet. They're going to play their original stuff. Um, we already knew what the lineup was from Summer Sonic because I think the odds of them change swapping it out in just a couple of weeks would have been pretty darn low. Uh, mm-hmm. So we knew who we were going to see, which was really exciting. Um, I'll just mention it again. You know, whereas when they appeared at the baby metal shows, there were three of them. Uh, Miko Takata is the uh, lead singer. Uh, Kimura Sakia and... Kokonakato, um, they added two more people, uh, two more girls, former SG members, uh, Yagi Miki and Yume Nozaki, which was spectacular because I never got to see them perform live. Um, so that was really exciting going into it, getting a chance to be at a, you know, this was about a thousand person venue. So really pretty close to the stage. Yeah, I didn't have great numbers, um, but being, you know, a, a tall Western guy i'm able to see over pretty much everybody um so even you know three quarters of the way back um or about halfway up uh you're still still very very close to the stage which was a little surreal um for me that's cool (laughs) yeah yeah definitely check definitely checked some boxes it was it was very cool it was very emotional to finally get to do that um but yeah the show uh honestly it felt like a baby metal concert um same playlist or similar, similar kind of music playing, uh, 
pre-show. Uh, concert opened with lore. <laughs> of course it did, right? Uh, commie band, the same commie band, the Western commie band was on stage. Um, I can talk about the lore a little bit. Um, I did. I didn't transcribe it one for one, but I have. I kind of have the gist of it. Um, and it's it's nothing. We didn't learn anything new. But just to summarize, you know, what we saw was only going to happen once. It will never come again. The elements we're seeing today create a new story. The, the past, the future is all connected. A new story begins. That kind of thing. Um, it's the same kind of stuff they did uh, in their teaser video, which is on YouTube and. Um, I think they played it at Summer Sonic too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got uh, all the songs they played at Summer Sonic, plus two new ones we hadn't heard before. Best described as an even poppier version of Baby Metal, but I will say, hearing them live, they still go pretty hard. You know, there's a reason they're still a commie band. Mm-hmm. Definitely much lighter in tone, maybe even compared to the first Baby Metal album, the self titled album, even lighter in tone if that were possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely embrace that poppy side and kind of lean more into that idle vibe. Choreography, excellent. You know, one of the things we complained about during the Dark Ages was all the extra people on stage for Baby Metal. And I think that's because they just didn't use them very well. Um, I was able to, you know, buy into all five of these people on stage right from the outset. Their choreography was designed from the ground up for five people. And that was very obvious. It was very well done. It was very cute. It was very expertly performed and very refined. Um, Super fun. And I honestly thought all the songs were really fun. Um, I think my favorite of the bunch is the the one that has a swing feel to it. That seems to be the... the consensus uh, opinion everybody seems to like that song like best didn't yeah. they but didn't they play that twice one they played it twice they played it as the encore yeah. song um so, <laughs> so they played um the three songs plus a new one to open the show so they opened with four and then we got some more lore which is exciting um you know they all leave the stage and you know lore video starts playing Kami band leaves the stage which was weird um, lore man starts doing his thing and closes with, they're going to bring out a new God. The God of DJ appears <laughs> and lore man says, shall we dance? <laughs> and then uh, I, I don't know That's if you great. remember, but when they introduced the commie band, they were in a similar venue. The, uh, there's like an, a, a, a side stage that's at about a 45 degree angle to the main stage and the crowd just kind of off to like stage left crowd, right? And these big doors open up and sure enough, there are two commie people in there with masks in the same robes as the Western commie band with a DJ setup, and they just start throwing out house beats <laughs> <laughs> and start yeah, doing a DJ cool. set. It that is great. It was actually a lot more hype than I expected. Um, and, and there's a reason they brought the DJs in to do this, of course. And that's uh, they covered three more baby metal songs, but they were DJ house remixes. So the commie band didn't mm-hmm. come back out. They played solely to the DJ in the backing track and did uh, Doki Doki Morning, Gimme Chocolate and Karate, which which and I, I the house mixes were really good. I'm not a house person. But I was shocked at how well constructed and how good it sounded as a house remix. I was like, ah, I can get into this. These 
these are bops. <laughs> these are fun. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it was really cool just to kind of hear a new take on stuff I'd listened to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times before. Um, so it was, it was oddly refreshing, actually. Um, and of course, they were all exquisitely performed by everybody involved. You know, Miko's a, really a superstar. It's pretty clear why she was chosen to kind of be the front woman for this because she can do it. Um, you know, it's, it's still obvious she doesn't have the experience that Sue does, right? But I, there's no doubt in my mind she could get there. No doubt in my mind she could get there. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, they closed the DJ set with another new song. We got some more lore. Paraphrasing again here. There's no correct answer for Metalverse. The, the story creates the next story, creates the next verse, and so on. Um, when Metalverse appears again, we'll become new Metalverse elements. That kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of goes to what we've been speculating on, that you know this is very much a, a fluid project. And one of the interviews we'll cover later, you know, Koba mentions this a little bit, that it's just kind of a side hustle. They're kind of experimenting Um don't try and put reason to it because you're going to fail even more so than you would with baby metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that little chunk in, uh, is in the PMC 29, mm-hmm. but he says essentially like metal versus in a group, um, uh, mm-hmm. like the, uh, baby metal, but it's more of a project. So the idea is to make sure that all the elements, including the artists, creators, designers, choreographers, and the fans come together to form this metal verse. Mm-hmm. That's the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was a direct quote that from is... funny Toss's translation. If it's not a direct uh, quote, it's but, really close. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's um, pretty close. So, it sounds it sounds like uh, you know I, I sort of feel like maybe I have a better idea, kind of not that I can predict what's going to happen next, but at least I can see what the concept is supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, you know I've said this before. It just seems like a creative outlet. They've we know that Koba has a little black book of songs that's very deep that they pull from. Like they still release stuff that was conceptualized, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, and this could be just a creative outlet for that kind of stuff. You know, it also gives the Amuse Camp kids something to do who want to explore, you know, this realm of performing. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes sense from a business perspective for them because I'm sure this is dirt cheap for them to put on. Um, and I'm sure more than paid for itself and merch and things like that. Um, and ticket sales because they sold out instantly. Um but yeah, uh, we got that little encore at the end of the swing song. They came back out and just did the same thing again. It was, it was still a bop. The whole show, you know, downbeat to see you was about 45 minutes. So pretty short. Um, and, you know, I, I left wanting more. I definitely left wanting more. It was really fun. It was it was fun. In a, it awesome. was fun in a way that I, I feel like I missed out on, you know, when when baby metal was first kind of getting started right. the zaniness of when they were super young you know that chaotic energy that they exude if you watch those old videos you know it was it was there but it was more refined um so it was cool to get to experience that for sure that's awesome so did they did they actually leave with a cu no no they did not um miko said you know thank you for coming bye uh-huh. basically and then they just all okay. kind of marched off <laughs> cool yeah yeah that is one thing that's kind of cool about the the current bay metal shows is that they are in fact leaving with cu again mm-hmm. they've 
Yep. They've brought that back. With a little back. kick and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, this Metalverse thing sounds... I still want to see what happens next. Uh, but, um, yeah. you know, I guess they've... Definitely. Uh, they have a Discord server, you know, an official Discord like the uh, the one. Uh, and it it turned into something like the one in insofar as they've kind of closed off the public part and sold you sold an NFT to yeah. get access to the the other part. Don't know if that experiment is really working. <laughs> I would say <laughs> but, no. Uh, yeah, the, it's lawless <laughs> right, it, over there. Yeah, the NFTs don't cost enough. I think is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy to get in. Uh, but yeah, I guess maybe don't get super attached to the metaverse performers. Because they might not be there next time. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like, yeah. I'm not unconvinced that Miko won't continue to headline and front woman this. Um, mostly because I don't know who else would in, in the Amuse stable of talent around that age. Um, but I could definitely see yeah. the four people around her kind of coming in and out. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if the songs themselves will survive this, uh, this episode. Yeah, who knows? Or whether... Each episode has different songs. I think Maggie had the best theory on why they haven't released anything. Oh. And Maggie's theory was, you know, they might bundle this with a baby metal release as like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Ah. Which yeah. I thought was intriguing and I could see them doing. It basically, the, the, the theme of that being like what they had the dark side, light side clashing during Metal Galaxy, you know, having the Metalverse versus baby metals, you know, universe clashing and so having like a two-part album one bit with the actual baby metal stuff and then the second bit being like a side b bonus with the metalverse tracks on it so that i think that would would be be a very very good thing to have but i as depending depending on how they treat metalverse project in the future i you know that could be a bonus. It could be better sold separately. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I am a little annoyed. <laughs> About what? About not being able to listen to these songs again in high quality. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, just like Baby Metal, they all had backing tracks. So they've been in the studio at some point. Yeah. And I think, we, I mean, a little bit of it was used in the promo videos mm-hmm. too, right? I mean, so... Um, there do exist non-live mm-hmm. versions of these. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. It's kind of fun not knowing and not being hyper-attached, or at least having the mm-hmm. expectation of don't get attached and don't try. <laughs> it's the first time I think we've, we've ever been told, don't try and figure it out. It's not worth your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be wrong no matter yeah. what. Yep. At one point I was thinking about like maybe what this is kind of like is, you know, sort of like the Twilight Zone or whatever, where, you know, there's from episode to episode, there's no consistent group of characters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a, fr- a framework that you put things in. And so this is like one one episode yeah, from that anthology show. Um, or it could be like the other. The, the, there are also um, the only show that came to mind for this was Miracle Workers. Um, and I don't, I don't even know if you know that. It's kind of a, you know, it's, it's not oh, yeah. a particularly widely known show, but it has, you know, Harry Potter in it, right? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah. And, and it's done through different, um, essentially, generations of, yeah, generations. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, and there are several seasons 
but each season is entirely disconnected. It's basically like an acting troupe, you know. So um, the you know the first season kind of fits with the title, but the the other ones have nothing to do with the title. But it's just it's the same actors playing completely different characters mm-hmm. in a different story. Um, and you know, so that's another way this could work. It could be you know that the second episode. Are we on episode zero or one or I don't know what? But this um, was episode you know, one. That could I be think, unboxing. Okay. Okay. So whatever episode two is could couldn't contain it like maybe it has the same people but doing something different yeah could be um so i for one would love to see them shred as the commie band i think that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) that'd be that'd be different (laughs) well i don't know does does amuse have a you know a a stable of do they have a music school (laughs) i have no idea they they put all their they put all their kid talent in amuse camp yeah which doesn't do anything from what I can tell, at least publicly, <laughs> right? Not not in the same way their other youth programs have. So, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think the only way you're probably ever going to see mm-hmm. this happen is if you venture out to Japan and get yourself a ticket. I would be shocked if they leave the country. Yeah, I think that's probably right. There may be live things happening in Japan, and maybe some access from outside, just because you know this is the metal verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is there more we wanted to say about this? Maybe we've maybe we have now covered both. I think we've covered both it. aspects of the shows we've yeah. been to. So, well, there is kind of like one thing I do want to say, and I thought about mm-hmm. it, but in the midst of Kevin's uh, conversation, but um, some time ago, maybe about two or three recordings prior, um, I know we were having discussions about Baby Metal's choreography and stuff, and me being kind of like. Eh, about it <laughs> uh-huh. um <laughs> people are out to change their minds <laughs> and uh-huh. <laughs> and now having actually seen like monochrome and mirror mirror live them both being you know the relatively new stuff i i can kind of see what kevin was saying in regards to it and also you paul because you had said something as well and it, it their their choreography does reflect a lot of the wording and and their you know like they have in the past too i guess and it was very sharp Mm -hmm. and just it was matched to the song very well so uh so yeah i take back what i said before (laughs) (laughs) it was it's actually really really good and i I mean of course because it is the same choreographer you are going to see a lot of the same kind of elements in there and the way that they you know do certain things but as far as in relation to the song in and of itself, it's it is actually pretty good. So I mm-hmm. I apologize to both of you. All right, we got it pretty good. <laughs> on that we got it pretty good. So we'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> probably in general, you know, if you ever think you have some kind of a negative opinion of something, you will wind up changing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. For I mean, I don't part. mean you specifically. I mean you, everyone. Oh, I know. Uh, I realize here. in yeah. general. Yeah. I I know. (laughs) It occurs to me that one thing I didn't say back about the um, big metal shows is that uh, in that, so there is that one, there's one slot in the shows that they have played different things in. Uh, So in Wallingford, we saw Mirror Mirror Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Before Wallingford, Mm -hmm. they had played Maya and in Boston, they played Believing. So I've I've seen, I've seen both Believing and Mirror Mm -hmm. Mirror uh, in this tour, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they're both yeah, great. Bopping between the three, 
Because hmm. I don't think they've played Metalism yet, which I'm really surprised. They're probably leaving that for the West Coast, but we'll see. But Yeah, I think that's likely to be the other option in that slot. Mm-hmm. But so far, I don't think they've ever played anything but those three yet. Mm-hmm. In the At least in the Baby Clock Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been getting a, a fair number of uh, sort of post-show photos, too. Uh, so the Wallingford one was kind of nice there in front of some sort of like, you know, I don't know, it's almost like a postcard rendering, you know, like postcard letters say, you know, Wallingford on the wall and they're standing Welcome underneath Welcome to it. Wallingford. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of yeah. cute, actually. Yeah. And where was the one? There was one where they, the venue had provided them with uh, pretzels. That was in that Philadelphia. That sort of spelled out, babe, yeah, it's, it's spelled mm-hmm. out babe metal. You know, like they had yeah, letters. That was in and Philly. They, they somehow... They contorted themselves in order to hold them, you know, hold all whatever eight, nine letters that is, um, uh, in front of them. And, uh, so yeah, <laughs> it was, it was amusing and, and led to a lot of, uh, amusing, uh, fan art of, uh, which involved, you know, the, the letters that Mo was holding disappearing. <laughs> it's pretty cute. <laughs> and so forth. But yeah. And, and New York has a, the, it has basically the three of them holding souvenir merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. It actually looks really weird, I have to say. <laughs> Having Sue sitting there holding that flag. <laughs> it's funny because um, someone had mentioned it. It didn't even occur to me, but like Momo is Momo Metal's holding a, a pink I Love New York t shirt. And mm-hmm. I guess pink is a relation to peaches and Momo, but. I don't know if that was reaching or not, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Probably is reaching. <laughs> that sounds like, like a, reach that sounds to like me. a bit of a reach. It's still cute anyway. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Her expression actually is very funny in that one. I, I, I it's she's like challenging you to dispute the fact that she loves New York. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very funny expression. I don't know. Yeah, because usually she's the one who's like teeth showing just sm- all smiles yeah. and the other two are like they're smiling with their lips closed and stuff but yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing what happens to the rest of this this tour it's still going to mm-hmm. go on for uh, mm-hmm. quite some time i think the next one is tomorrow uh so probably you know by the time you're hearing this if you're not in the chat room the michigan shows will have uh, happened and the toronto show maybe even the chicago show how quick will i be who knows <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So they're they're going to Chicago. They're doing the Louder Than Life Festival. Oh, we didn't talk about um, they they uh, failed to play on September 10th at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival because oh, yeah, the, uh, that's right. we didn't the festival that itself oh, shut that's down. Right. Yes. Oh boy, that's a that's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and it seemed like actually, you know, so some of the reporting at the uh, from what was happening there, there was a little bit of weather at the beginning, but but uh, it also sounds like it was super mismanaged and all the staff quit. That is also <laughs> yeah, what I heard. You know, exactly so like, what there happened. was no way it could have happened. Yeah. Exactly. So I think they they very much dodged a bullet. Uh yeah. you know, having been scheduled on Sunday and then having it be canceled before they got there because uh, it would have been miserable. Yeah. Who was who was it? Was it Anthony or CJ? I can't remember. One of the two um from the commie band uh was posting pictures and it seems like they actually spent an extra day and they went went ahead and went to philly and spent an extra day in philly just kind of chilling from what i could see so that was nice they could they need they need an extra day yeah well and i think actually uh it would have taken them pretty far out of their way to go there Mm -hmm. too oh yeah 
That's, it's just a weird choice. The thing is, the festival is when when it is and where it is, so they kind of had to had to make that fit in. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, there were a lot of people involved in in the festival, and so a lot of other bands had issues. And there were there was somebody uh, I've forgotten his name now, but um, there was someone who's like a sort of a um, management crew for one of the groups, and uh, just sort of went on a little tirade on YouTube about what uh, what was what was happening yeah the uh, um team lead for um electric cowboy did a whole entire youtube video about it oh was yeah, that oh, tank yeah. The so, tech. Um, yeah tank the tank tech, the tech yeah mm-hmm. um but uh and it sounded pretty bad i mean it was basically just uh impossible to get your the equipment where it needed to be in time and uh and like everybody was saying they're on it and then nobody was on it <laughs> And yeah. so, um, and the, and the venue and the, um, venue itself was pretty much oversold mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who went down there and it was, it was, it was really terrible. And then the weather was an issue. Like there was this huge hailstorm that came in and just blew everything up. And it was just, it was just got off. It was just awful. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the stories, the stories, Per, add up pretty well so i'm like i'm really grateful both well hannaby out, out of those who may be familiar with that band as well was supposed to perform and they they canceled the, the thing like a couple hours before they were supposed to perform they were in the midst of practicing and they heard that they were canceling things so they kind yeah. of or thankfully didn't have to deal with that either but yeah 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 it's it's uh it's too bad that can happen um uh but yeah, it really sounds like this is this is a case where it was really very good that uh, they didn't have to go. <laughs> so definitely for the best. And it's too bad for all the people who did manage to go. <laughs> I, I thought about that because they're after Chicago going to the Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville, Kentucky, and then I guess what Milwaukee, Minneapolis, St. Louis, Omaha, Denver, Salt Lake City, Vancouver. They jump into Canada again, Seattle, Aftershock, and Sacramento, and then the Kevin shows. Yes. <laughs> so Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Yay! LA. As of the New York show yesterday, we've seen a few indications that they've given some interviews. So people taking pictures of, uh, you know, pictures with them after having done some kinds of interviews. So we should be getting some English language interviews. Those who may be familiar with uh, Baby Metal of the Past, um, Dana Distortion was able to make it to the oh, New yeah. York City concert. So she posted a thing up on her Instagram. She's like, it's nice to see my Japanese family again. Everyone ready to headbang. And I was like really, really happy because I know that there was a whole thing with that. And um, she's no really no longer really involved with, with uh, the music photography seat anymore. But it was nice to see her be, be there mm-hmm. at that show. So it was nice. Oh, Also, uh, AJ Hartley uh, went to his first big metal show um when it was in atlanta and he'd posted a little oh, that's review right. of he that did, yeah yeah so he's been of course he's been like following following them for a long time de- deconstructing the lyrics and the songs and that kind of stuff uh and and you know some of us did the panel at dragon con with him uh, but mm-hmm. he hadn't seen them live um and it turned out that they passed through atlanta at the same time as dragon con so he was able to sort of combine both things and he he put yeah. a review up you know review video uh up and uh unsurprisingly he was impressed and <laughs> of enjoyed course. It. <laughs> but yeah. good deal anyway yeah a lot, lot to look forward to uh we can we can continue to follow along uh the fan cams of the the rest of the shows through the mm-hmm. middle of october 
Um, I think the tour ends about when the, what was it, the, the Clear Night ships? Yeah, and also the, um, just a quick reminder sort of thing, now that you mentioned that, um, they also are doing a live ship stream of both Clear Night, Black Night and Clear Night at the same time. Um, it's October 9th and 11th, so they are offering that. That is a worldwide thing. Um, you buy tickets for um, if you are a part of the one, they are doing an NFT with that. If you decide to buy that variation of the ticket, I think it's the same price as a regular ticket, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's special like little uh, chat room things you mm-hmm. can get as well along with that. But you get to stream mm-hmm. it live with everybody else, essentially. So. And then like two days later, the Blu-ray arrives. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I mean, I do have the live ship tickets. Uh, of course I do, but, but it won't, you know, you won't, the bit rate will be uh, sub what you'll see yes. uh, just a couple of days later. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's cool. There, there, um, lots of stuff happening. Uh, I don't know what happens after October. I guess they, um, they have a little bit of a break, I hope. Yeah. Cause but. the UK, UK slash Euro tour starts in November, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Let's see. When are your shows? Uh, your shows are the yeah, second week of October. So yeah, I don't know. We, we might, we may record between now and then. Um, what will maybe we can update on the into the antics in the yeah. shows? Maybe we can talk about the several interviews that have come out. Um, oh yeah, the, actually, the interviews are yeah. way worth it. We really do need to record Definitely. on those. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we want to cover here, or should we should we call it at something like an hour and a half in? I think we're there. <laughs> but all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for showing up in the chat room. Thanks uh, everyone for showing up behind the microphones in the team here. Uh huh. So that is it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in probably two weeks ish, and we hope you'll join us then. And until then. See you.